But let me welcome, uh, let me welcome Tim Fielder uh, here, and I will read an official, an official bio. Tim Fielder is an illustrator, concept designer, cartoonist, animator, author um, from Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, lifelong love of visual Afrofuturism, pulp entertainment, action films. Um, he uh, is the author of Maddie's Rocket, as I had said. Make sure you pick that up. Um, you can check out his TEDx talk. You can't pick it up anymore. Oh, you can't pick it up anymore. But he is the author of Maddie's Rocket. I was yeah. thinking, uh, we'll get, worry, we'll get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But but he is the author of Maddie's Rocket. Um, you can check out his um, his his TEDx talk um, after this if you would like to to know more. Um, and you can follow him at at Diesel Funk on Twitter. Um, so go uh, if you're looking for a good follow, an excellent follow on on social media. Um, do that. You can follow me at MB Dando on Twitter. Um, so we've got so we've got that. We do have a question and answer session. Uh, we so if you have questions for Tim, um, please feel free to type them in. We'll 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 be getting we'll be getting at those. Um, but but welcome welcome sir Thank officially you. to virtually to to minnesota to st cloud state university this is uh, part of the english department um uh proceedings um and this is in conjunction with with my class which is intro to english studies so oh, wow. some, some some of the folks um in the audience um are are members of the class who we actually read this um we read infinitum as wow. our anchor text for the novel wow. um and 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 so um it, it was it, it's an honor and a pleasure to be uh, a part of um, sort of the leading, the leading edge. Because when I assigned it, when I put it on the curriculum, it didn't, it, it didn't, it existed, but it wasn't available. Yeah, it wasn't out yet. Right, right. it wasn't out yet. And so <laughs> this is reading and 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 thinking almost in in real time. Right. Um, and let me just start by saying I've been a fan for a while. The the art, my okay. goodness, sir. Right. The art is 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 tremendous. It's just gorgeous. This is a Thank gorgeous you. piece. Thank um, you. But it also is very literary, and, and, and so it's not all sizzle and no steak, if that makes sense. So it's not it's yeah. it, it's not flashy with no mm-hmm. substance, but it's also not. But it's also aesthetically. Like brilliant on almost every level, from from the tactile to right. the visual, right? Well, so, can you talk a little bit about? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the format? Can you talk a little bit about the 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 how this book came to to life right. visually, and right. then we'll, I want to pick it up narratively. Right. Well, okay. So to begin with, the story started back in the early 2000s. I've said that a billion times now because I've been mm-hmm. interviewed about it a billion mm-hmm. times, which is great. But you're asking me to get into the core of visuals, right. which is the first time someone Please. is really like if, if if that's, if that's not too much to ask. No, before, no, 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 because <laughs> it's the first time you're, you're, you're asking me behind the... You're asking me what was the impetus for doing the book the way I did it right now the initial version of this variant of infinitum was begun when I worked along with the New York Times there was an article they were doing on Afrofuturism back in 2016 Ruth LaFerler sweetheart was writing the article and she interviewed me uh, because I had a gallery show open up at the time called Black Metropolis and while she was featuring all these other people in the article, as well as me, that was supposed to be artwork that I was supposed to accompany the article that I was supposed to draw. And this went on for, God, I guess almost a year. I was trying to submit ideas and storylines. We came up with three stories uh, and I submitted Infinitum, which was an older story I had done. 
Because I was like, hey, maybe this is an opportunity for me to get this out. Right. And of course, they passed. Uh, and then the story came out. I didn't do any artwork for it, but it was cool because I kept going. I put out Maddie's Rocket as a graphic novel. I merged all the floppies together. Yes, sir. And then added another however many pages to it. And then that led to Infinitum. Now, Infinitum in the version that I submitted to the Times, and then the work I would do on it thereafter ballooned to about 80 pages. Mm. First, it was like 20 pages. And then as I kept doing it, I kept refining the story, adding more stuff, taking stuff in. And, but that was always done in black and white drawings on the computer, right? Just ink, messy, real quick storyboards. And then I guess as I got about 130 pages into it, I knew, okay, this is the the book I'm going to do, right? I knew, okay, this is it. And at that point, I think I kept working on it and I had gotten to about 230 pages. So it was ballooning. Right. But then I started working on the images and I had to make a decision about, okay, I'm not going to do this in the regular format with a comic with multiple panels on the page. It has to be because I want to finish before like I turn 90. Right? <laughs> For sure. Right. It has to be one image per page. Now I'd experiment a little bit more with Maddie, right? Maddie's rocket has, no more than three panels a page, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, as little as one, but no more than three. So with Infinitum, I knew, okay, but if you just put one panel image a page, you can you can just do a regular black and white drawing, sure. But that won't make it special. Mm. That won't mm. make it... You're asking someone to buy a book. Mm-hmm. And you want to remove all doubt. So when you're saying, when you're describing the visuals, you, Michael, right, right. it was like you were describing a well-made meal. Yes. So your eyes rolled up a little bit in the back in your head. Yes, sir. Right? right? Yes, sir. So because I did it that way, the idea was to take that off the tape. That's a safety valve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Meaning mm-hmm. that the story might be a bit much for people, hmm. but if you make it look like every page, boom, is a Ralph McQuarrie, you know, Pedro Bell collision, right? If you do that, then the visual is your safety valve. It's the thing that will lock and pull your reader in. So think of it this way: in music, they have something called a hook. Yes, sir. And hook is a repeating rhythm or repeating bridge that you go to that is easily identifiable that gives your song character mm-hmm. that gives it its flavor with infinitum i knew this thing has to look like the biggest black science fiction that's <laughs> never been made well and that's uh, well mission mission accomplished because right. the the word that i kept coming back to was cinematic and what do i mean by that i mean that if you take infinitum and and i as you can tell um my my passion and my research are in speculative fiction graphic narratives education um and so that's a really fancy way of saying i read a lot of comic books right and i have for ever right this people ask me well what is this and 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 i can't call and I mean this in a, this is an art book because each page is a plate. Okay. But when I open it up, it right. goes widescreen panorama. Right. It goes, it, Tim, your book changes aspect ratios on me depending on what I'm doing with it. Well, but right, you know what I mean? So it's I'll amazing. You why. Yeah, please you do. Why. Because it's, yeah. it's, I think that's important because authors make decisions. That's one of the things we talk about right. is that you don't just stumble in. Sometimes you stumble into moments, right. but you make, and you said it yourself, you make choices, you make decisions. So can you right. talk a little bit about that? 
Sure. So that was a point in discussion production of the book where it would have been cheaper to print the book without black borders. Right. Right. <laughs> but but the reason why we chose to do it with black borders, why I had to insist upon that, is because when you have black borders, the brain, like animation, like if you do this, you take a picture of that, and then you take a picture of that, and you just put up those two drawings or photos, the brain fills in the, the difference. Yes, sir. Right? So yes, if you put in black borders, the mechanics of the comic go away. And you only pay attention to what's in the image. It pulls you in. And it is a comic. That's, that's, that's the thing that, that, is, that I want to make sure... And, and for those of you joining us, comics is a medium, not a genre. It's a medium. Okay, but here's the thing. Though. Right? Go ahead. It is a comic, but it is also, which is you're the only one that pulled it out. It's, it's strange that you're saying this. I was like, he's obviously, he's obviously been with this book for a bit now. It also is designed to function as an art book. You are correct. So it's a hybrid that's nice of you to I'm say because my dean is in the audience. So that's yeah. very, really oh, nice. No, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's good. He's good. Leave him alone. He's fine. He's fine. He's a good guy. Don't bother him, Dean. Leave him alone, right? But right? it is. It, it's a hybrid of a comic book, an art book, mm-hmm. and a storyboard. Yes. That's what it is. It exists in what I'll call a liminal space. Yes. But so does that. And, and I think that's important. And, and you yes. tell me because you right. did the thing. I just read it right. over and over and over again. I told you told me to slow down. I was like, I'm on my fourth read through. You're like, just pace just, yourself. Just, just I don't even yourself. like it that much. But but it struck me as as that existing, you know, that's that's yes, that's yes. what Sylvia Winter would call that that liminal space. It exists right, right. in in or in in this this in between space. Right. And that's really important because it's an Afrofuturist tale. Right. Now, there was a point where the subtitle Mm -hmm. was supposed to be called an Afrofuturistic tale. Also, there was a point. Yes, because initially the story was just called Infinitum. That was it. Uh It's been Infinitum up till February of last year. Really? It was just going to be called Infinitum. But okay. if you go online and type in the word Infinitum, well, I'm happy to say Google searches. My book will come up. But there yes, are multiple, multiple movies and books that are called Infinitum. Right. In fact, they call it Infinitum. Hmm. From, I've I'm, never I'm read from, it that way. but <laughs> I'm from down south, so I call it Infinitum, right? It's, in, it, it's I, Infinitum. <laughs> that's what I call it, right. Infinitum, right? But For then... Sure. We finally recognized, look, we need to have, you know, marketing said, hey, look, you can do what you want, but we really think we need to have something. And I had said, no, initially they asked me that a year prior. And I was like, no, Infinitum. That's right. it. Right. But then when you see Ian McKellen and all these people coming up in movies called Infinitum. Right. Like, yeah, well, maybe we'll use right. a, a, a subtitle. Right. And this is the first time I've ever discussed it. So, okay. Good job. <laughs> Dean, he's doing great. (laughs) Uh, So, Afrofuturist tale. Mm -hmm. Well, why that? Grammatically, it probably works best as an Afrofuturistic tale. Mm -hmm. However, I am an Afrofuturist. I love this. I am an Afrofuturist. It's something my twin brother said. I said, what do you think, man? He said, dude, You've been doing this for decades. Back when it wasn't sexy, no one was interested, no one cared. And trust me, I wish they did. <laughs> no one cared. You know, <laughs> I've been edited out of documentaries <laughs> right, on black right. science fiction. I was there, they filmed me. I've been edited out. I've been, you know, overlooked over the course of my career. I have entire graphic novels. I have a Dr. Dre graphic novel. Fully painted. Wow. That's just sitting in a portfolio case. One day it'll get printed, but it's like that has been 
the now I understand the necessary arc mm. of my career that mm. leads to Betty's Rocket. It leads to Infinitum. That's it's a painful way to go, but right now where I am, which there's all this attention, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Well, you know, it ain't no big deal. No, it's a no, huge, <laughs> huge, huge, yes. like Death yes. Star size yes. floating yes. planetoid with laser beams popping out. It was a huge deal. All right. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's interesting because you talk about the, I've been thinking a lot about arcs. I've been th- thinking a lot about origin stories. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about about family. I've been thinking a lot about a lot because of what this story, this tale, sure. um, elicited from me. It asked me to engage in particular ways. Sure. From the beginning almost to literally, and I'm not going to spoil, but to the end. No, man, don't spoil. And right. I'm not going to spoil it. But, but we, get, we get an arc right. of history. Right, right, um, right. And, and this is important, again, um, and, and I want to just, uh, maybe we should do this. Um, when, you're, when you think of, you said, I'm an Afrofuturist. I'm a visual Afrofuturist, absolutely. Right. So for those folks who are watching on, on the various platforms, who are maybe picking up that New York Times that first time, you know, above the fold, but there it is. Um, Maybe we should, uh, what is is your conception of Afrofuturism? For folks who are like, oh, I saw Black Panther. It's like that? Right. Um, (laughs) I'll answer that question. I'll answer Christopher P. Lehman's question. How does the Mississippi of your youth influence how you present Afrofuturism? Okay, so I'll answer both at the same time. I was going to say, there you go. (laughs) Don't worry, I got you, man. I got you. Relax. You're good. You're good. So let's look at it this way. So prior to Mark, uh, Mark Derry coining the phrase Afrofuturism, you know, from my understanding, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in 93, back before I just called it, and most people just called it Black Science Black Fiction, yeah. Black Sci-Fi. In fact, that was the documentary I was edited out of called Black Sci-Fi. Terrence Francis did this documentary. He had Chip Delaney in there. He had mm-hmm. Octavia Butler. He had uh, 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 Mike Sargent, who I have to be talking to later on tonight. And he had... I think Stephen Barnes was in it. I could be wrong, but I believe he was. And Nichelle Nichols was in it. Mm-hmm. And he came to Atlanta. He interviewed me and he interviewed Floyd Hughes, who mm-hmm. still lives in Brooklyn. Yes. Black British expat, known him for almost 40 years. And we were the visual Afrofuturists, right? I had this thing I was doing, Black Metropolis. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually we'll be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they interviewed us. But when the documentary, which I never saw till a few years ago, I saw snippets of it on YouTube. We were edited out. Mm. So visual Afrofuturism has always been lagging behind, if you will. Right. And I'll explain to you what it means. So Afrofuturism to me, very quick, uh, the intersection or the gumbo that results in the crash between racism, technology, science fiction, occasionally horror, because that is part of the Black experience. Yes. And I call uh, it uh, social mores, socioeconomic, political yep. themes blended together. And that can be applied to anything. It could be applied to Ruth Carter and the way she says, okay, I'm doing a movie and mm-hmm. I want to show a world that has not been affected by colonialism. Mm-hmm. So she studies African garb, textiles. She mm-hmm. creates a set of clothing That's right. that looks a certain way that evokes Africa as a continent, but it also is forward thinking. Right. So uh, uh, Rashida Phillips, if I'm not, yep. I hope that is has been involved in housing law. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to expand the court's perception of how people of color can live. 
So she applies that modality to housing law. Um, Octavia Butler, unfortunately, does such a damn good job that it's like, you know, so did you just did everything except for leave the name Trump out of it? No, was like, I think this is this. Is this, this a today? Is this, now, is this like a, right, right. You know, this current events? You know what I mean? Right. You know. So that's Afrofuturism. Right. Then you have Afrofuturisms. Uh, I use it as plural, but you have sure. Afrofuturism that it's exists within a larger scale of science fiction. So right. I do not consider Gene Roddenberry an Afrofuturist. Nichelle Nichols is an Afrofuturist. Right. That's a hugely important distinction. Right. And it's because she took a role, thanks to, thanks to Gene Roddenberry's right. you know, foresight. Right. But then she left the role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the weekend that she left the role, she ran into Martin Luther King. Yep. Who told her, said, no, 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 you can't leave. Why not? It's because there are millions of people who are seeing this, who are seeing for the first time a black person in a visual setting. It will change. It will have. It will reverberate. Reverberate through time. You must stay. So she went back, right? Yes. That is the. And I said this before. That is the fictional part of Afrofuturism colliding with the real-world aspect of Afrofuturism. So Martin Luther King being able to just say, hey, to get to that mountaintop, we've got to be able to do this. Oh, this person is doing that. Okay, no, 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 no. You can't lose your spot. Take your position. That's what he was saying. And part of, and this is one of the reasons that I love Infinitum, an Afrofuturist tale, so much, is that it engages in radical imagination. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is, and, and to just continue this, you have to be able to imagine a future in order to build towards said future in real life. Let me give you, let me, what do I mean? Lieutenant Uhura is pretend. Yes. Nichelle Nichols is very real. She's very real. Right. I, I met her. I, right. I, I met, right. But she's, she's real. And so she then stands in and affects everybody from Whoopi Goldberg, who then again, who then plays Guinan on Star Trek, continuing that tradition to me. And LeVar Burton. And LeVar Burton. Yes, very much so. See, I, I want to show my age, but LeVar Burton taught me how to read, but then he showed up as Jordy LaForge. Right, right, so right. He's, he's been with me now. the whole time. I'm but, a little bit older than you, but yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but um, from everybody from Whoopi Goldberg to Mae Jemison, Mae Jemison, who literally goes to yes. space. Because so it's that because called, of the Afrofuturism right. that Nichelle Nichols engaged in. Right, right. The imaginary if affecting and influencing the, ver- the very real, right? All right. So now the Southern aspect of that, right? To answer Christopher's question. Chris, Dr. Lehman, hello. How are you? Oh, I, I'm so, sorry. No, no, no. no. Doctor on there. <laughs> I, just, I was just calling you Chris. I meant to say Dr. Lehman. I apologize for that. <laughs> So the Southern part is Afrofuturism can arise wherever there are people of color who can imagine themselves into the future, right? That's the first thing. So when you have looked at a lot of Afrofuturism as it's been depicted, been depicted in urban centers, Mm-hmm. It's been depicted on other planets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the more extreme, I'm using my, my quote, quotation fingers here, uh, on the continent itself, the African continent itself. But you rarely have seen it depicted in the American South, which is a unique region from any other region in, in the world, really. In the world, right. The Mississippi right. Delta is where I grew up. I grew up in the Mississippi Delta. I was born in Tupelo, was raised in Clarksdale. So when I did Maddie's Rocket, that book was done. I've said this before, but it'll be useful to say it here. Maddie's Rocket, which this main character, Maddie Waddy, on the motorcycle there, the floating hoverbike, is a blend of the life of Bessie Coleman and Harriet Tubman, 
but fused with my grandmother, Ruby Young, my godmother, A.V. Hughes, my other grandmother, Helen Lott, all these things, these images of these Black women who, although they were the moral centers very often of their families in times when that was inherently dangerous, they still were able to mm. maintain an air of elegance and, dare I say it, glamour about themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to depict a character who was like that, but I wanted to do it before my parents left the planet. So they they have seen this, mm. right? Because Ruby, who passed away in 97, right? And Jim, who passed away in 2000, 2002, maybe I forget exactly when, but my, Jim is my grandfather, Ruby is my grandmother. They didn't see black characters in the serials that they would see. They didn't see that in Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. Right, right. Mom right. and dad didn't see that. My parents right. didn't see that. But I said, okay, I'm going to do a hybrid again. There's that word again. Mm-hmm. And it was I was able to do it because initially it was started as an animation. Is that true? Okay. It was started as an animation. Maddie's Rocket has about 20 minutes of it kind of chopped up that is used as a I transitioned that story and the format to the comics format. Right. But I did it in such a way where I was able to retain the cinematic nature of film, because it mm-hmm. is a homage to Buck Rogers and mm-hmm. Flash mm-hmm. but still have it operate as a sequential story. Right. Now, so Maddie's Rocket is an anthropological study to cover the past Right, the, the, the visual Afrofuturist past of Black America specifically. Right, infinitum right. is not that. Infinitum is on a much more massive scale. Infinitum is designed to work for the entire African diaspora. So you set your goal real small, then. Uh- <laughs> oh, well, no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. No, Manny was done. Because my family didn't have that. Infinitum was done because the world didn't Didn't have have that. that. Ooh, ooh, my spidey sense. My spidey sense just went. Okay, well, that's amazing. Don't do that. No, (laughs) relax. You're fine. So, but but I got that tingle right in the back of my neck there. I'll explain to you what I mean. So, and I've said this before, and it'll be, you know, again, because you know, you have to find creative ways to say the same thing. Sure, sure. What a wonderful problem to have, you know. You know, you've been That's right. fifty times. You know, how do you say this mm-hmm, differently? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll say it this way. This right. Time. So, prose writers, right, right, have dealt quite a bit in all kinds of different scenarios in black science fiction in Afrofuturism. Right. All the way from the top, you know, Chip Delaney, Overton Lloyd, I mean, Chip Delaney, Octavia Butler, uh, 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 Stephen Barnes, you mm-hmm. know, it goes mm-hmm. on. The list is there. To, uh, to, uh, uh, N.K. Jemison, you know, uh, yes. uh, Nadia Corfor. Nadia Corfor. Yes. yes. <laughs> With me there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, these people have done such a fantastic job in covering that material. Right. But it is one thing to write about it. Mm-hmm. It is completely another thing to show it. Mm-hmm. That is a different mm-hmm. act. That's mm-hmm. why Black Panther caught everybody off guard. Because, look, I'm a lifelong Afrofuturist. My hope, and I'm just confessing. Yes. I said, well, okay. Black Panther's going to come out, you know, they'll probably spend about 200 on it, 200 mil, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it can make 600. Mm-hmm. Because if it makes 600, it will have doubled That's right. the four, and then they would have made another 100 million on top of that so that <laughs> it won't be considered a loss. A loss, right. Right. It'll right. be considered, hey, it was our modest hit. Right. When it went on to make $1.3 billion, you know, you had a bunch of people like me going like, you know, uh, what, what? what happened? Because I'm not used to that. <laughs> it I'm made... used to 
I'm used to being ignored. I'm used to my work being ignored. I'm used to like, oh yeah, you know, people writing, you know, hey, would you like to publish this book? Ah, oh, black people don't read comics, right? That's I've been told that before, right? Or yeah. you know, well, this story is, you know, nah, I'm not gonna let you do this story. Adapting this particular uh, uh, aspect of uh, uh, of a black nationalist thought within a science fiction scenario. I don't. I think that's a little right. bit too much for our right. You know, so so back in the nineties, right? Right. So I do infinitum because the thank God mm-hmm. companies like Harper Collins and my editor Tracy Sherrod, and you know, have understand the power of what this this is a thing now. It's not a fad. It is actually a thing, which I was, you know, I've been listening for the last three months. It's still just got to be a fad. It's got to be a fad. But then when you sign on the dotted line, you're like, whoa, oh, oh, my God. Okay. But then you see, like I was with just last year, October of last year. I'm not even talking about what happened in November. I'm just talking about what what happened in December. Sure. It was me and 30 other Afrofuturists. Right. All on a talk, like what we're doing as a summit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with UNESCO. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's happening is NGOs and governmental agencies and corporations and, and, and academic institutions are archiving and cataloging what this form is because it is clearly a part of world society. That's a that's a crucial point this idea of moving from a moment to a movement going it's from a right right it, it's right it, it's, it, it's not just it's h-a-n-g it's right thing. and and it becomes then not just about understanding what the what the visuals are but what the visuals mean and what they can do all that, right, all at the same time. So what I tell people is you can't just slap Wakanda on stuff and call it Afrofuturism right. without understanding. This goes to Dr. Lehman's point, without understanding. And, and, and I, I thought of two things mm-hmm. as I was reading this. And you tell me if I'm, how, how far off base I am. Right. But, but Dr. Lehman's point jumps, you know, kind of moves me to this question of the knowledge of self being crucial to Afrofuturism. And in so doing, it's what our friend John Jennings calls the sankofication, right? Sankofa, right. go right. back and get it. Right. So understanding the past, right. reckoning with the past to right. position the present to right. build the future. I kept thinking about this as I was reading Infinitum. This, it's the past, present, and the future together at the same time. It's that broad understand it time is not linear it's all happening in this same time right so okay. tell me a little bit about so, how you think about time how you right because right. that's a thing in infinitum i feel like so uh, and i found that this is very useful in interviews the, I'll, I'll give you the macro answer and i'll give you the micro answer i'll start with the macro or macro sure. answer sure so just before some of the folks are, and no, Caitlin Princeton, I'm not going to answer that question. It's still going. What are you talking about? Just <laughs> You're okay. Anyway. Anyway. Ah, man, it's like, there got to be a little drama. Spoiler right. alert, man. Right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> anyway. So. Uh, I'm sorry for getting my train of thought because you knocked me off my game, Caitlin. But uh, <laughs> what it is is uh, on the macro level. So remind me one more time. I'm trying to forget that. Well, yes, just, yes, yes, yes. just think yeah. about think about think about time and and right. and its and its right. impact on but on self. the macro level, right? Afrofuturists, I have found, and I can only speak for myself, but it appears to be a trait that happens, you know, uh, there's a guy, Milton Davis, who writes yep. science fiction, you know, yep. MV media out yep. of Atlanta, Georgia. And he, he, it's like a serious, serious, robust, uh, historical fantasy, black historical fantasy groundwork that runs through his work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because 
black writers, because so much of our history has been uh, erased or destroyed or burned down, we are forced to operate in a nonlinear fashion. While we're creating content, we have to pull and reimagine the past because there may be things that filled in that, that, that need to be filled in. So it's like Jurassic Park. Remember, they're trying to recreate the dinosaur. They can't get I a love, live dinosaur. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. what they have to do is they have to take the bone structure to get some DNA. And on the strands that are missing, they fill it in with frog right. DNA. Right. Right. So yeah. I'm, just, I'm bringing that pop culture thing that said mm. that's what. Mm. Scientists have to do. Mm. That's what visual. That's what Afrofuturists in general have to do. Mm. So I can't sit here and tell you that everything in Infinitum is historically accurate. There's a, right. I, I play a little bit with the time because one, I'm not an expert, and two, right. I have no idea what Hannibal looked like. <laughs> but I think he might like the color purple. He might like the color purple and Prince. Right. That's royalty, so right? For sure. Some of you have him dressed. And all that people dressed in purple, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and also in the military manuals I got, where there were depictions of what those soldiers will look like, I had to extrapolate from that, but then just do my own take on it. So it's not accurate. What it is, is it is a hyper analysis of an artistically hyper analysis Brilliant. of history. Yes. That's what that is. Right. Right. So, but I can't afford to just do that. I'm here alive in the present. So I have yes. to create this because although we have a number of prose books, mm-hmm. we only have about three on the mainstream level. The indie level, we got a few. But on the mainstream level, meaning big companies, there's only been three books. Right. There's Kindred, mm-hmm. Parables, mm-hmm. and now this. Yes, sir. And these two here are adaptations. That's right. About, that's Octavia Butler's work. And, and, uh, After the Rain just came out. Yes. Last month, just before Infinite. Yep. Right? Yep. But all three of those are all adaptations. Mm-hmm. So this is original. That's right. Right? Now, I that's pay right. homage to everybody, just like those stories do as well. Yep. But... I have to do that because as a sequential artist, which is what I am, you know, know, I'll play a little bit in film. That'll come to light eventually. The issue is that I need to be able to. So when you're talking to me about the visuals earlier in the conversation, right, that is the meat hook. Mm. That I have to get the candy man pop right in the neck (laughs) to pull you in. Mm-hmm. To, while you're reading this story, right, mm-hmm. that you feel like there's some level of complexity to it. Yes, sir. And you're observing the dance between the words and the pictures, right, which is what comics are. Yes, sir. Then you are taking from that that, oh, this is the standard. So everyone that comes after, even though their books are going to be totally different, needs to know, we got to put this amount of time into it. Yep. Right? Yep. And then, because the, 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 the next book. And then the next book. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do this because we need it. If Afrofuturism is going to be a thing, right? Right. You yep. have to do something that is as best you can. And I'm not yep. saying I've succeeded. I'm not the greatest artist in the world. I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, people out there who are burned. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. There are just this the 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 tragedy of visual Afrofuturism is that I'm not the only one. Mm. Mm. I'm I am not the only one who has come before, and I'm not the only one who are my contemporaries right now. Mm-hmm. And the the tragedy is that it's a dramatically harder thing to do to draw this stuff. It's a harder thing to do to yeah. draw this stuff. So, so now when, you know, I, I go back to that last uh, scene from get out spoiler mm-hmm. alert guys, you, know, you can turn it off for a second. <laughs> so the guy lives. Yep. Yep. That was radical. radical. 
in a horror movie? Right. <laughs> the, the, the black guys got to die. They always die, right? And yep. in this one, he did not. Yep. And I'll tell you how important it was. So when I first saw Get Out, uh, I think my dad was with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe. But I don't, I can't remember. But my, yeah, my dad saw Get Out with my mom. Maybe he saw it with my, they saw it with my brother. But just, you have to understand for folks who grew up like that, grew up in that, you know, my, my dad was, you know, had to be helped to finish college by Meg Evers. So it's that direct connection to Mm. things. Mm. And I'm saying that that tragedy is that somebody's got a breakthrough. Does that make sense? Right. You know, some, some, you know, women call it the, the glass ceiling. Right. It's a, it's a ceiling that, okay, in order for us to be, to do this, we have to break through that barrier. Now on the any level, it's already happened. There are plenty of guys out there doing stuff. Hey, right. one of them was Maddie's rocket. Yep. But on the mainstream level, and this is the challenge I issue to those visual Afrofuturists who are out there now who do really high caliber, high quality work. Guys, hurry up. <laughs> you can finish your work. I, it's time to do the work. I've done this part. Yep. I don't want to do this by myself. Mm. Hurry up. Mm. That's very interesting. That's to the first think- time I've said it, uh, uh, but you know, it had to be said. No, it, it, but I think it, I think it's really, I, I think it's really a salient point here. In that, and I don't want, I don't want to overstate, so I'm taking that like professorial pause here. To me, the significance of Afrofuturism, the of infinitum, an Afrofuturist tale. I'm going to use the whole. You made the whole title. I'm going to say the whole title. I'm going to say the whole title. No, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, pronounce uh, all of the uh, syllables. You, you can say the whole title. I don't want people getting twisted. But, but, <laughs> but the importance is it's it, the the emancipatory potential it has both oh. intellectually, spiritually, physically, and personally for both the present and the future. So what I mean by that is it's hard to be what you can't see. And then when you imagine and when you have that North Star, so to speak, when it does exist, when you have the Nichelle Nichols, when you have the infinitum, that's the get your work done. It becomes it it becomes transformative. So rather than rather than have 10 different Black Panther movies come out that are just carbon copies of the same thing, when you see and understand, oh, okay. This is what they're doing. This is how they were doing it. When Octavia Butler says, "All that you, t- all that you touch, you change, and all that you change changes you," yeah. ooh, that means something different. Well, what I'm about to do, right? And th- does that does that make sense? So it does. But let me make three different distinctions, please. I want those ten different Black Panther movies. Okay, sure. We didn't have them before. Right. I Fair want, enough. Fair enough. I want Fair. all ten. Fair enough. I want Fair each enough. one to be better than the next. I Fair want enough. Those Fair enough. Movies. Ryan Coogler liberated the environment for people like me to Bingo. do what we do. So, brother, you got your deal with Marvel. You dine in Atlanta. You got that Disney you Plus series coming I out. See all of them. I renew when I had let my Disney Plus account lapse. Uh huh. And I, I went it. I renewed. Did it again. Years. Right. 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 Because it's like I want to see whatever he's doing. Here's my money. Thank you very much. Right. right. That's first thing. Right. Second thing is. Oh, I'll go see all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't make. There's don't get me more, wrong. <laughs> yes. There's more than enough space. And time, really, for all of these stories. That's right. Because that's been proven in the prose environment. Right. I'm saying that's this right. is 
it's not a heavy lift. Yeah, doing the books are heavy, but you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's like I'm sure football players don't like getting hit every play, but that's the job. <laughs> that's the game. You understand? Right. That's sure, the job. Sure, sure. You know, I'm sure, sure. mixed martial artists, which is one of the most violent sports on the planet, is hard, you know, to do, but that's the job, right? Right. right. You know, not everybody's going to do that job. There are certain right. people who have a spe- special skill set to do that job. And it's something I've had to come become come to grips with in my own work meaning yeah it was rough and it was tough and all this and then yeah you were starving at points but this is what you were clearly put on the planet to do so now that you've been given this opportunity to do it right right you must continue to do it and try your best to do it well right now the emancipation process that you were speaking to, speaking of, I, I, I boil it down to its simplistic Southern phrase. Sometimes you got to show them up. Sometimes they're not going to know until you show them. There and it that's is. it. There you got to show them up. Yep. That's the M-U-G for you academics out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So question here, the continuous cycles of conflicted Ajayoba forces himself into feels like it's self-defeating. Oh, really? He seeks out conflict and each time he does it, it ends poorly for him, but he doesn't stop. His position in the story feels like he's a spectator as humanity marches on without him. Was Infinitum meant to be a fatalistic tale when taken from the perspective of Aja Oba, a cautionary one when taken from the perspective of the reader? Infinitum is a story of redemption. I want my Black male character to have the same opportunity to make mistakes over mm. and over and over and mm. over again as the deepest characters in Western white literature have had. Mm-hmm. And I want Aja Oba able to uh, be able to, okay, this time he's going to fail because he's engaged in hubris. This time he's going to fail because it's about naivete. Mm -hmm. This time he's going to fail because he was just being an an idiot. (laughs) This time he's going to fail because he finally gave up and he tried to end it all. And even that didn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I want to have no, no, I will take the right to do a story as complex and as multifaceted as any other author, prose, visual, film, anyone, I'll do the same thing. And that character suffers through eternity because to a certain extent, that is the tale of people of color. Mm. They just, yeah, this horrible thing happened, but you got to keep going anyway. It's like, mm-hmm. that town sound crazy, but, you know, that's part of our, that's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, mugs about to destroy the country. We come out in mass. Yes, sir. Saving yes, the sir. country from itself. Yes, sir. Will it work for another four years? I don't know. But we save the country from themselves because that's what we do. That's what we've always done. I don't know There's, if that answers the question. It, it, is beautiful. Here's another question from Eric. With all the power and influence that John amassed during his lifetime, um, why didn't he do anything to address the inequity, inequity and divisions in race, sex, ethnicity, etc., of humanity earlier in his journey? That's very interesting because he's he is very much involved in the civil rights movement. He's very much involved in 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 particular historical mm-hmm. eras. Sure. So how 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 did you think about how he engaged with right. humanity? Right. So without giving too much of the story away, you know, uh, I wanted John to have to spend long periods of time and understand we don't know what it would really be like for an immortal. Right. It's 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 all made up. It's all (laughs) made up. It's a true story. Right. 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 right, right, right. It's all make believe. None of it's real. (laughs) So that's the first thing. The other thing is, I wanted the character, and this was some some issue that came up in editorial. Was Mm -hmm. why did he do this? Mm -hmm. Does he even Mm -hmm. care about this woman? Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. woman, or does he even care about this person? 
he states from the very beginning and he shows it with the dual beheadings, mm-hmm. right? Oba is a warlord. Lord. Yep. He's not uh he's not a you know, he's not a a a, a, a priest. He's not a He's not a, 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 a philosopher. He is a warlord. That's what he is. That's what he does. Like, I, you don't want me touching a nuclear aircraft carrier, nuclear reactors. You don't want me doing that. I can draw pretty good looking comics and I think I can do okay with them. <laughs> getting to that, right? But John at his core is a warlord. Mm-hmm. Only through mass, mass, consistent consecutive suffering over the millennia is he forced to then change and do something that is frankly more idealistic but even then that's not lasting because nothing in life is lasting is lasting and we that all can, got a great bath coming to us that that oh. is that's one of the things that resonated with me right. is it is temporal temporary right having sharing that that root right yes. And what I think is really interesting, and, and it has that all that you touch, you change. Like it had that that yes. that core, yes. That that core of humanity to it, and what I, what I, I offer this example. So uh, Lauren Olamina, mm-hmm. in parable, mm-hmm. specifically the second one. Mm-hmm. This woman is totally idealistic. She keeps her head about her. Mm-hmm. Even with great suffering along, she mm-hmm. still believes in the idea of change. That's right. Right? That's her thing. That's her That's North her thing. Star. Right, right. But at the end of that story, she is not able to reconcile with her child who was abducted by her brother, right? Who was ultra-religious but also gay. Right, mm-hmm. who raised that girl on her own? Mm-hmm. So that girl became an adult, estranged from her mother, who was the central character of the story. We embed the best stories of the stories when we embed human frailty into our characters, and that's what I tried to do with John. I hope that answered the question. That right there was. I, I, you didn't answer. You answered that question, and you and you anticipated the next one. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. In, no, <laughs> right, right. You're right. a futurist. Okay, uh, you're yeah, an Afrofuturist, yeah. so you are. Right, right, the, right, the, right, <laughs> that's right, how right. good you are. Right, um, right, right. But but power and family yes. and love are yes. are through lines. They're to me they were they're the lifeblood that courses yes. through yes. this story. Right. It. And, and this is where we'll we'll, we'll 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 take a sort of start to to take it home is is that what makes storytelling? We are story to, as people, humans. Yeah, we tell stories. Sure. Is that the power for you in the, uh, this Afrofuturist tale? Is telling particular kind of stories in particular kind of ways that deal with power and love and family and history that that's the that's the significance of afrofuturism not just it's cool spaceships and it is right but it is the store the power of the storytelling that matters right so i'm not as concerned about the power power of the storytelling because i know how to weld that power so that is not sure and i'm serious that is not as problematic for me because i respect the process i know okay there's this thing i want to do right yeah if i want it to have a certain effect i got to make it look like this i got to make it read like that i have to make those things together so that's a technical thing yes for me specifically with infinite when you're talking about things like family and longing that was resolved in Maddie for me. Mm-hmm. Infinitum is about is about things that appear to go on forever. Mm. But life in the real world is finite. Mm. 
You only got so much time. Mm. And I've made personal decisions in my life for better, for worse, Mm. which I lost a massive amount of time. So if you read Infinitum, it's really like 20 different graphic novels. Mm -hmm. Each segment is really just like one or two or three books, but you can just focus just on that. You understand what I'm saying? So I did it that way because I'm like, I am now 50 years old. I have made mistakes. I have done certain things. I have raised my children. I have lived my life. But if I'm going to do this, let me get to it, right? The New York Times thing, which failed, was actually a success because it made me create, oh, here is a thing where all those things I wanted to do in one story. So that's what I did. Now, the other thing it does is it delivers value to people who study and like my work and disseminate it out to the public. Infinitum, I I was telling you, Tasha Womack and Julian Chambliss and Ronaldo Anderson this. So Infinitum is there designed to give you guys coverage. You might say, well, what do you mean? If someone said, what's this Afrofuturism thing? Here. Check it out. <laughs> so this tells you visually and with words through prose what it is. In all as many, and I don't do everything, as many different per- permeations, uh, uh, permute, uh, I'm mispronouncing the word here, sure. work with, <laughs> all of the different varieties of Afrofuturist thought and scenarios, I tried to pour it all in one book. And the only way to do that was to make the book big, to make it fully painted, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to make the themes so big that sometimes they begin to go beyond where we can imagine. Oof. Wow. Which is power. Like, and that's a powerful statement that goes a story that is constructed to go beyond where we can imagine. That is a powerful powerful statement we're, we're coming up on time i'm gonna ask you one last question okay. um and then and and if you if you have a question you want to a- a- ask to to tim uh put it on i answer it. put it on right now and we'll and we'll talk about it but what do you want this is about authorial intent we talk a lot about this in our in my english studies class we talk sure. about authorial intent but sure. i figure we got the author here far away what what do you want the takeaway to be We'll talk about infinitum in 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 five years and ten years. What do you want the people? What do you want the people to take away after sitting with this? As you said, it's a it's a twelve course gourmet meal. Uh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want for it to do to and for and with people? Right. Uh, you know, I. I I do want it to be entertaining. That's first. Sure. That's the first thing. I, I I have to put that out there because it is important that I understand that I'm delivering something that is entertainment. Right. There's supposed to be parts that are sexy and parts of it sure. that are erotic. Po- parts of it that are action. You know, I deliver sure. a fair amount of explosions. And <laughs> you know what For I mean? For sure. It For is, sure. In its core, uh, uh, and a yarn. Mm-hmm. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I repeat a lot because it sounds cool. But the second thing is I wanted to do something. I want this. All right. So this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to use it. I was, I, I was out of comics for about 15 years Mm -hmm. from 99, 2000, roughly around there. Mm -hmm. I went in the video game industry. I stayed there for a year, for about two years, year, Mm -hmm. two years. Learned a lot, raised my kids, went through all kinds of personal stuff, but I always kept working. I worked on an animated film I did not finish. I worked on it for 10 years. And during that time, I learned how to be a 3D animator. Mm-hmm. So I do like elements of Infinitum are done in 3D. Right. Because I can't draw all that stuff over and over again. So you might as well build it once. Always right. custom, most of the time right. custom. Right. Pixar, which Steve Jobs bought from George Lucas, uh, released Toy Story in 1995. Mm-hmm. And everybody was frightened. Who They were in my field. Mm-hmm. We were frightened. Why? Because, man, we knew, man, if, 
if Toy Story doesn't make money, if it's if it's not successful, then the entire system, which is being built around this technology, the ability to build virtually environment sets, have characters, lighting, actors, and make right. 3D movies, mm-hmm. it will all be destroyed. Mm. It will essentially be stillborn. Mm. When Toy Story went on to be successful, and then in effect, DreamWorks, A Bug's Life, also went on to be successful. Right. What it did was it gave a strong foundation for that medium. Right on. Afrofuturism is a medium. Visual mm-hmm. Afrofuturism in comics is damn show a medium. Mm-hmm. For sure. I have yes. a yes. interest in it surviving. So I have done the best I could to provide a strong groundwork with an original story, mm-hmm. which is a chance. Like, no one knows who I am. Maybe they'll know a little bit more now. But nobody, I don't have the advantage of being Octavia Butler. I don't have that. Or mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, chip, I'm just Tim Field. Mm-hmm. So I had to go all in mm-hmm. and do the best, baddest story I could. Yes, sir. So that other yes, things can be built on top of it. That's what I want over the next five years. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. beautiful. And and I love it because it's about. It's legacy. It's, that, it, it, it's legacy. That's exactly. <laughs> it's it's exactly right. It's legacy. Yes. Right. And 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 that's what that's what infinitum is about in my in my mind or partially what it's about. Sure. That's um, and 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 that makes total sense. Uh, we're we're a little over. Um, no, good. which, good. which I want to be respectful of, of your time. I'm but, good. Um, if, if anybody has a question, go ahead and type it in. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. But, um, if let me just, let me just say this and okay. I will, I will say, I'm going to say, I got to look right into my camera here. Okay. Y'all need to pick up infinitum on Afrofuturist tale. If you haven't yet. Okay. Thank you. This, I have several copies. This is a, <laughs> where can they, where can they, where can they, where can oh. people pick it up? Can they yeah, just go to Harper Collins or. This is the weird part. Okay. It can pretty much be found everywhere. How great is that? How great is that? You can find it on Amazon, bookshop.org. You can find it on BookFinder. You can find it on A-Books. You can find it in independent bookstores. You can find it in comic book stores. You can find it all over the planet. It launches in London in the UK on March 4th. So now I got to go up through all this all over again. Thank God. I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm loving it. We like, love, and we love like, to see it. I'm exhausted. We love <laughs> yeah. to see it. Right. Um, so, so, so pick it up that I can't, this is y'all, this is a game changer and I'm not even, uh, I'm not, I'm given to hyper, I'm given to hyperbole maybe, but this is not the, I entertain easily, but I don't impress easily. Oh, thank you. And I've read this thing now. I, I read it another. I, I read it again in, in prep for oh, this. So this know, is my okay. fifth time don't through it. That. Fifth time through it. Well, no, because I go through and no, each no, time. I, I, okay, read it as much as you like. Look, just, look, okay, each okay, time, okay, you're fine. Each time, right. it's, that, it's that, you know, it's like listening to that classic Coltrane track oh, where wow. you heard something you didn't hear before. Way back, way back. Oh, right. oh! I saw what that that producer just did. This I didn't even see that. I didn't even hear that before. That's why I'm going through it, and and that's what makes this right. a game changer. This thank is you. so. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is, it is the dream of any artist that the work they would create would both fulfill your personal desires, mm. but to address mm. the means. Uh, and the needs and the desires of people who you don't even know. That's that's the dream. And if I have done that for you, it's yes, the, I mean, we've talked a few times online. Yes. This is the first yes. time I've ever seen you in person. Yes. That 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 brings a certain level of that moves me, and I thank you for that. Well, we thank you. For, we thank you for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you to to Tim Fielder. We I we love to see it. We love to see the, the 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 just overwhelming, amazing success right now. Congratulations! It has. It's been weird, but yeah. I mean, it's but been, I don't want to it. 
No, we're not sure no. yet. But thank you so much for joining for 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 taking time with us today. Thank you to to you all that have come in and sit, uh, to sit to sit in to to hear this discussion, this fireside chat. Um, we we look forward to Maddie's rocket um, uh, coming out uh, at some be back. It will uh, be back. With the return. So we'll keep an eye up for for that. Thank you all for coming and have a great rest of your day.